You're listening to the MEU Podcast. Playing the bagpipes? That's Cal Douglas, a sixth-generation coal miner. His family's from, well, I'll let you guess, Scotland. His great-great-grandfather came out in the 1880s and started down the mines in Taralba on the southern fringe of Newcastle. Done it tough back then. He used to have to walk to work with a hessian bag around his feet because they couldn't afford shoes. His son, my great-grandfather, was only a 13-year-old boy and he was working down the pit, you know, picking shovels with, like, you know, men. He's just a 13-year-old boy. Then um, fourth generation at Newstand, so my great-grandfather worked there as well. My other grandfather had 40 years out at Awaba and he was only a 16-year-old boy, you know. Started working with the uh, ponies. And then my father, he was at Newstand and um, so myself. Cal's a long wall operator at the Mandalong Mine near Lake Macquarie, just south of Newcastle. He's going to tell you a little bit more about what that involves, because we're doing a deep dive into long wall mining this episode. Firstly, he told me who's in the eight person long wall team. Yeah, well, we've got the uh, shearer driver, the two chockmen, a boot and operator, mechanical trades, usually two, an electrician, and our deputy who oversees the crew. If you're not familiar with underground long wall mining, basically two parallel tunnels or roads or gates are cut into the seam or layer of coal between the rock about 200 metres apart. These two roads head away from the main heading or main underground roadway perpendicularly or at right angles, like fish bones do from a fish's spine. These two tunnels or roads can be three kilometres long. Finally, the two tunnels are connected to form a U. Then, a gigantic machine is taken down the tunnels in pieces. It has two arms with rotating discs, almost like two giant whippersnippers on their sides with spikes on them. These are the shearers which cut the coal. They can cut 5,000 tonnes of coal an hour. That's about 68 train wagons. Behind the shearers are massive hydraulic chocks which hold up the roof as the coal is cut. This massive machine goes from side to side, cutting the coal and heads back between the two tunnels until it gets back to the main roadway or fish's spine. The hydraulic chocks march along behind the machine. Eventually, the roof collapses behind the chocks. Then two new roads are cut at right angles from the main heading and the whole process starts again. The mine ends up looking like streets on a city grid. Off the mains development headings, there's two development crews, a main gate crew and a tailgate crew, and they're roughly 200 metres apart, and they'll punch two gate road headings into the coal and create a a block of coal which is about roughly three kilometres by 200 metres wide. So once they set up that block, we come in with the long wall and there could be between 90 to 110 roof supports, chocks across the face that are attached to a pan line where the AFC chain runs from one gate to the next gate and also the shearer will run across that as well which cuts the coal. So the objective is for that long ward to retreat its way, cut the coal all the way back to the main headings. Each member of the team or crew has a specific role. The shearer driver, he operates the shearers, cutting the coal, keeping the long wall within the profile of the seam. The two chock operators, their job is to make sure the coal is flowing off the face, you know, to keep the, keep the coal going to get it onto the belt, no blockages, 
looking out for everyone's safety, that there's no um, out of the ordinary automation that's happening. The bird end operator, he um, makes sure the coal's coming off the face and hitting the belt fine no spillages or blockages and um, he advances the boot as the long wall advances along the face. Uh, the two mechanical trades, they're forever keeping the long wall up to scratch, you know, like keeping, make sure the hoses are fine and any mechanical breakdowns, they've got to be there straight away beyond it because you've got to keep that long wall going. And the same with the electricians. The deputy, his role's to keep all the stat inspections up to date, make sure the gas Gas levels are fine, all the statutory reports and the planning of the, of the day. Learning how to become a long wall operator is almost like the process in Karate Kid where Mr Miyagi gets Daniel's son to do a whole heap of tasks which gradually increases his skills, even if he's not aware that he's building his skills the whole time. Show me wax on, wax off. Catch! 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 Show me pen defense. Cal explains how that process works. Well, usually you get your experience up throughout the mine doing development or whatever other tasks there are. So you may want to approach the long wall department or sometimes they might just approach you. So if you, you know, if you take it on, more than likely you'll be in the outbuy crew, you could be involved in standing props, timbers in the tailgate, hanging bag in the tailgate. Any retreating, you could be moving the pump stations out by. Maintenance days, you could get involved on the faces in changing picks on the shearer or hosing down chocks. Just all the stuff to get you aware of what goes on with the long wall before you're actually diving deep onto the face, you know? Gives you a good understanding of what's happening. The process of training on the long wall can take a while, and the first job you do is that of chockman. Well, once you've gained the fellas' trust, because they don't want any anyone on the face, they want to be able to trust you and know that you've got their back, you know? So more than likely, you will start learning the chock straight away, the roof supports. So one of the experienced fellas will take you under his wing, and you'll learn the dynamics of where, how the chocks move, why they move, when they're gonna move, when you can pull the face back. So once you get a bit of confidence up, they might start letting you, by watching you, of course, letting you operate them yourselves, but now and again, they might throw a little spinner in the works just to keep, to keep your muscles trained and still building that, that trust as well, you know, to get you real, real confident in what you're doing. Another important job for the two chockmen is to watch the shearer driver's back and keep him safe, because the shearer is fully occupied with the cutting of the coal, using a remote control to operate the giant long wall machine. Now the shearer driver, his job is to cut the coal. He's got the remote in his hand, so his job is to cut the coal off the face. So he operates a shearer, which has two ranging arms on either side, and on the end of them ranging arms will be two drums, and they've got the picks in them, the coal picks. So this shearer will run from the main gate across the face to the tailgate, back and forth, back and forth, taking a metre a meter of coal at a time. And the other thing the shearer driver is doing, he's got a major role to keep the long wall itself within the coal profile, so he doesn't want to be driving out of seam that can cause a lot of trouble. So you've got a lot of responsibility to keep that long wall online and on target. 
I asked the father of four why he became a long wall operator. Well, first and foremost, they they approached me and I was open to it, you know, because I'm the type of guy I like to keep learning. I don't like being stale. So once you've done development for a while, it can become quite repetitive. So to take that opportunity to go into the long wall, I grabbed with both hands, you know. It's just like being like in the police force, I guess. You've got uh, other opportunities to do things within within it, you know, so you're always constantly, whether you're doing the dogs or tactical response, same with the with the colliery, you know, there's always different different avenues you could try just to keep yourself fresh and learning to be the best miner you can, can be. Of course, Cal has done lots of different kinds of mining in lots of different mines. Yeah, so at Able Colliery, we used pillar extraction. Um, New stand, when I was there, we were doing a place change, which is cut flit also herringbone, and my unit at the time were doing cut flit there as well. Cal has a few pieces of advice for anyone thinking of getting into the game. Listen, like really take your time and listen to the experienced men on the wall because they've seen it and they know what they're doing. Don't rush in and be a hero because you're just jeopardising not only your safety but everyone else's safety as well. Cal says being part of the union is really, really important to him. For the last year, I've been a shift delegate at uh, Mandalong Colliery, which was great because you get to meet the men on a bit more of a personal level, you know, which is good. Also, with the union itself, like, I have massive respect for what they've done throughout the years, you know, like with social justice, the things that they've brought in, safety, work conditions, to better it for all of us. And I just want people to remember that, you know, because we can't take that stuff for granted. Especially like I, I think about yeah my five generations of my great grandfather, great great grandfather, what they've endured and had to fight for for what I have today, and we need to keep fighting to keep that conditions and and the stuff that we have. Yes, absolutely, we need to keep up the fight. That's for sure. So, Cal, what about you take us out with another tune? If you want me to strangle the cat, I'll give it a go. Cal Douglas. I wonder if his four kids will continue the family tradition and take up mining, and whether they'll be active union members and continue that other long family tradition. And most of all, I wonder, will they be able to knock out a tune on the bagpipes? I suppose only time will tell. Well, that's the end of another episode of the Mining and Energy Union podcast. Remember, if you like what you hear here, Don't be afraid to text a link to the podcast to a friend or leave a comment on the Apple Podcast app. I'm Tim Brunero. I'll talk to you next time.